this is a bad idea, but we're going to do it anyways. Isn't that how we started? That's how we started a couple weeks ago. It worked out pretty well. We were uh, we were at a Bobcat track, and uh, it was not a really good track. It was actually a pretty crappy track, and we looked at the guy. We had a, a hunter with us that was, new kid, was, new kid that was with us, and me and James looked at each other, and we looked at this track, and it's a crappy track. It's it's uh, and we go, this is how you don't catch a Bobcat. <laughs> You don't just dump all your dogs at once on this track, and but we're going to do it anyways. And it worked. And it worked. 150 so, yards later, we were trained. Yeah. That's uh, Art wow. is notorious for Rough that. Rough one. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about this whole situation <laughs> here. It's like, this is how you don't do a podcast. But we're going to do it anyway. But we're going to do it anyways. Blind squirrel finds a nut, man. So we Every got, once in a while. How many girls do we got here? Just four. Four? Well- yeah. Can we ask that question in today's That's not day really and age? gender appropriate. I was going to say, we might get in trouble for asking that. <laughs> what do you identify as? They? Ginger. That, thou? I, female. <laughs> ginger. Ginger. Jason's a ginger. Um, so we're going to try and do a podcast on uh, women that hunt in, in, in the hound world, because there are quite a few gals that hunt, and you guys are, are some of them. So we're here at Wisconsin. At the Wisconsin Bear Hunter Association, we got Danielle Dreyer, Megan Dreyer. I always get your guys' names mixed up. You wow. got it that time. You got how? it. I don't know how. I, I got a, a cheat card on it. Like I'm like Biden right now with a little note card. In front of me. <laughs> oh God! I need I need the pictures. We got Leah, 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 and the trader. What's the trader's name? Yeah, that's trader. me. Jason, you want to explain why you're calling her traitor? Because she's wearing off colors. <laughs> I just see an outdoor dog supply sweatshirt. Okay. The only sweatshirt. So she comes up, she wants to buy a W t-shirt. And I'm like, really? We got an outdoor dog supply sweatshirt as you're buying my, our t-shirt? I charge her double. You can defend yourself. It's I, okay. You I was have. trying to replace it. I was <laughs> trying to replace it. And I charge you double. Yeah, and I still paid it. <laughs> <laughs> Lily. Lily, what's yes, your last sir. name? Yes, sir. Springer. Springer. All right. So, um, then, let's see how I'm going to do it. Megan went out and hunted with James. Three years ago. Lion hunt. Where at? Montana. How long did it take you to get to the Montana? It was. How long did you get? I want to know how long it took you to get from the gate when you got off the plane at the gate to where you met James. Like, how many times did you detour? Or was it like a straight walk? It was a long walk from Wisconsin to Montana, up and down the mountains. No, no, the plane. Oh, the plane. Did, did you, like, walk by a gift shop and go into the gift shop? Yeah, we heard all about this already. Because no. I can tell you how long it took for us to get to our, our booth in Wisconsin, to our hotel room, and it was like herding cats to get you across She moves a lot location. faster than her sister does. Oh. I'm pretty notorious for giving tours. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Buddy's the one who didn't jump in the truck on the way over here. So. This is true. I this was is... trying to make sure that the herd got. But the herd was in the truck. But then you half got lost, herd, so I'm not sure where you went. Me and Mike had to go put all the stuff away that yeah. we just gathered up over there. So it's been a little bit of a show to get everybody in this same room. And, uh, and we have an audience. Yeah. This is the first live audience recording. This is like a live podcast that they're just going to watch us implode. So I want to talk a little bit about that in a minute, um, your experience, because you went over and you hunted differently. I mean, it was a whole different realm of how you guys hunt here i think very different and uh on what james always calls me a coasty he's he's on the the west side of the mountains but you're on the west side of the mountains well, yeah the west. 
east, west. So you came to the west side, which for us, that's the east side, just so you know, to make it confusing. But uh, you hunted with James. Who else has been out there hunting outside of Wisconsin? Uh, we just went out in November to Wyoming. Wyoming. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little about that. And you guys did some lion hunting? Tried to. All right. <laughs> Minnesota is the farthest we went. It was a good time, though. Yeah. Minnesota for cats. Okay. Awesome. How long, so we'll start with, with Megan. How long have you been in dogs? It's Danielle. Megan's <laughs> over here, you, buddy. The other Megan. It's fine. <laughs> He's testing you. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble on this podcast. Um, so, Danielle, we'll start with you. Oh. How long have you been in dogs? 33 years. How old are you? 33. That's what I figured. And it's not a lie. I've had, I mean, I was an infant and my dad had dogs in our kitchen sitting on my lap. So that's the part I love the most, I think, about hound hunting is the dogs. How old were you when you started going to trees? Um, I was walked to trees as a baby with my family. But when I first like became an avid hunter with hounds, I was probably 11 or 12. Before then, we kind of stayed home with mom. Um, and then we had an interest in running the dogs and instead of going to the beach and then dad got want- stuck with us for like <laughs> the you, last 20 years. You didn't want to do girl things. Oh, I did. I was pretty well-rounded, but I would, I wanted to be with the dogs. So yeah, we would ride along. Um, what about you, Megan? How many years? Yeah. 30. How old are you? 30. Okay. Yep. So do you did you go at the same time with your sister? Do you just want to go because your sister? Or I mean, how was it for you? No, I think it was the same. It was just part of our family. Like dad and mom kind of took us up north every weekend, and that's what we did. We had dogs our whole lives. Okay, awesome. <laughs> that's it. It's <laughs> good. You're not. Very much I can tell. I can tell you a good story. I'm not very much what? about this. Let's just hear a story. Yeah, she she has very few words. I I'm the one who talks all the time, but um. No, one of our first times we went hunting with my dad, he didn't let us um, leave the truck very often without somebody, and our dogs were treed, and we didn't have any, I shouldn't say we had telemetry collars, so like the beeper collars, Mm -hmm. so we knew the direction, and he had to go around, we were going from one side of them, somebody else was coming from the other side, and I was probably 12 and Megan was 10, and neither of us swim well, but I probably swim better than she does. She doesn't swim, basically. And we're like 12, 10 years old. And my dad knew they were close within a couple hundred yards. So he sends us. And we ended up there. He, on what? The, he sends us in there oh, to the dogs. I, she yeah. said, sends us. I yeah, think. Sorry. <laughs> I that was nice. my, it's my Wisconsin accent. Um, he sends us in there. And we you know, said, we'll be fine. He was going to go around to the other side because they got in there a little closer and quicker. So we get in there. There's a river. And Megan goes, you just go first. If you drown, I'll get dad. So then plan, I didn't know actually. what to do. So she just stood there and watched. And then one of our dogs came to the shore to kind of meet us. And then we could, I could see the bear in the tree. So I just did it. And it was hard bottom and it was shallow. So we were good. We made it. You didn't drown. Nope. Nope. And you were going to go get dad. If <laughs> if she drowned, I was, was going dad to dad on the other side of the river. Did he drive around? No, he was out by the truck. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right about then we were hooked. You were done. Yep. Is that how that story went? That's really how that went, yeah. <laughs> you were watching her. Were you thinking she was going to drown? Yep. I still don't, so I bought my first pair of chaps today. <laughs> you what? Bought my first pair of chaps today, like the chap boots. Okay. 
Awesome. We have swamps out here in Wisconsin. Yes, it's not. It's you not swamps. Swamps. It's okay. flatland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Filled with water. Standing water. Yeah. Water. Yeah. Lots like of water. Hip. Yeah. Yeah. To your boobs. Yeah. I mean, where you would have for a woman. <laughs> Sorry. Did you say boobs or Was boobs? Was that a word don't... you don't say on a podcast? Sorry. <laughs> to your chest. Oh, to your yeah. boobs. <laughs> okay. Armpits. Leah, how old were you? Uh, 17, 16. So you got in it late. Yep. I started dating a guy who had dogs. I was going to say it had to be a, do- a guy. Yeah, it was, sadly. But no, I appreciate him for it. He got me into it. I had no idea, absolutely none of the idea of dogs hunting anything. Um, always hunted with my dad, deer, turkeys, you know, whatever it was in Wisconsin. But met him. He had dogs and started running with him. And it introduced me to this whole so, world. And did you like dogs before? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, that, that's interesting because I think a lot of gals get into it from that. Like my wife, especially, she loves a dog. I mean, absolutely, absolutely loves a dog. And getting the dog and working with the dogs was really special for her because it was something to do with a dog. You know what I mean? Instead of just having a dog as a pet, you know, and you're like, oh, I can, I can pet it, or I can throw a stick and yeah, fetch. <laughs> um. It, I think what the way you got into it is probably, I would reckon a lot more common for for women. Mm-hmm. At least that's my. I'm sorry. Did you just say reckon? He, he did say reckon. I was like, oh wait, that is not a word you use ever. <laughs> I've never heard you say reckon in my life. Can we life. just stick with picking on the <laughs> Wisconsin spent like girls? An hour over there with the plot guys today from down and south, and now we're reckoning. Oh my gosh! This but yeah, I do think it's a lot more common here. Just yeah. getting into it with. I reckon you know, it is. I, I reckon too. I agree. <laughs> I don't know if there's so much. Lily. Same situation. Trader. I was okay. <laughs> trader. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also known as the tra- the outdoor yep. dog supply trader. Right, you know what? I'm gonna take this sweatshirt off. I just I just want to know. Do you like the sweatshirt because it has their phone number on it? Because I'm wondering if we no, should put our website, phone number. No, it's a website actually. The website. Yeah. Oh, is the website on it too? Yeah. The oh, website is on it. Yep. Yeah. Jason, can we start putting the webs? Do you want to give him a plug? Can we give him a plug? No. It's such a long website. I just like to use supply. The, the use supply rolls mm-hmm. off. Can you say outdoordogsupply.com and make it sound cool? No. Yeah, you can't. I'm not even trying. There's no. a plug for Billy. Mm. True story. Me and Billy and, and Steve Snell and some of the, the guys, we all enjoy a beer together when we go to Garmin or something. So so I know Billy. I'm picking on you, but, but he's a good guy. They're, they're not a bad company. Anyways, so how old were you? I was 16. 16? And what same. guy? What guy? What guy? <laughs> same guy? Same no, guy. Same guy. <laughs> okay. Best friends, but not the same yeah. guy. Okay. Um, cool. So we got two gals that were in it from, from your family and, and two, two gals. Good you got to probably make fun of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, girls. That's that, fine. That chased boys and, and fell in love with. And mm-hmm. Are you with the same, are you with the I still same am. boys? Absolutely not. You are? Absolutely am. not. Absolutely not. <laughs> and okay. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, cool. So, but you stayed in the dogs. Yep. Leah, you never left. It was like you're hooked and you were like, I'm going to stick around the dogs. So cool. James, are you ready for this? You don't <laughs> I guess. Ready. What are we, what do you want to talk <laughs> about? not look ready. <laughs> you only got I'm one, tired. You only got one Coors Light. <laughs> funny. I know. And I don't know where, oh, Mike is still in here. Yeah. He, uh, <clears throat> so last night I'm going to give James a little bit of slack because we got home from dinner or to back to the hotel from dinner and uh the young kids went to the what they call the bar no everybody ex- say, everyone except for you <laughs> you're the only old guy who stayed home buddy <laughs> i i looked at the bed because i didn't get much sleep that first night we got in and 
I was like, I'm going to bed. I, guys... I really, like I told you, <laughs> last night I didn't think there was whiskey in those drinks, but by the time this morning rolled around, I, I'd tell you there was definitely whiskey in those <laughs> There was drinks. whiskey in them, huh? You... Yeah. Oh. I, I was feeling a little bit rougher than I thought I was going to this morning, and it still hasn't quite fully gone away yet. You yeah. know what you do here when that happens? You start drinking. Start in the morning. Yeah. Whiskey on wheels. wheels. Coming your way. Welcome to Wisconsin. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Exactly. That is one thing about Wisconsin. You guys drink a lot. Like, we drink a regular. Lot. It's not a lot. It's regular. average. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. lot. <laughs> By any other standard across the U.S., it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's definitely some, some drinking, some beers that get killed down here. Yeah, what they say? Four, I think it's up here. 14,000. Over 14, here? Up here. Up here. Over uh, from Washington. We don't really drink over. when we run our dogs, though. Well, we're serious. Good. This is intense. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, no, we're serious. <laughs> Not us. Yeah, I don't drink when I'm hunting. You don't much. drink really ever. I had a beer last night. <laughs> I had a beer today in the booth. So, Jace, uh... Ooh, again. You're one away. Oh, that's to me walking out that yeah. door. Yeah. Uh, you can't talk one. to anybody right today. <laughs> I can't talk to nobody right now. I reckon I get, he's uh, stressed. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> well, he's, he's wrecking confused. this podcast. <laughs> oh. You want to go try out the stairs? You could run for presidency. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Trip a couple times. <laughs> oh, nice one, Megan. Uh. <laughs> They're quick out here, too. Yeah. Witty. Yeah. Quick-witted women from the outdoors. Yeah. So, Megan, let's start with your, what made you want to go west to hunt? So, um, well, let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about what you hunt right here. What, so, what do you hunt? In Wisconsin? Yeah. Turkeys, bear, bobcat, deer. We used to rabbit hunt a little bit when we were kids with dogs. Coyote? Coyote a little bit. So, mostly, I mean, what's your passion? If you had to pick one. Bears. Bears with the dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does your season look like up here? We have training season from July 1st until August 31st. Okay. And then you hunt after that? And then you get four weekends of kill season or harvest season. Okay. And so you guys have a camp or something up north. You know, most of your hunting. Yep. We have a cabin in Wabino, Wisconsin, which is just a little town. Okay. And about three hours, just shy of three hours from where we live. And all your whole family? The whole family all stays at camp usually every weekend in the summer. How, how big of a group do you guys have? 20, say 30, big. maybe bigger <laughs> than that. Usually 20 to 40, depending on the weekend. Boatload of dogs. 20 people in one group. That, how many dogs? Actually, not as many as we used to. Dog we have more people than hounds? Definitely. I was going to say, the group only probably has about 25, 20. I guess I shouldn't say only. That's a lot of dogs, but. We can't get that many people to field trials. <laughs> they have <laughs> double-decker dog boxes. They so. do. <laughs> They, yeah. you, you guys do have yeah. that. <laughs> How about you guys? You guys hunt in a, a uh, Right now? You guys hunt together? Right? No, no, not, not anymore. anymore. What happened? <laughs> oh. um, I left. <laughs> she sure did. A breakup <laughs> happened, but no. A boy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're the worst. No. Uh, right now, I've got like four people I hunt with. Um, Not as many dogs, but I mean, we all have around 16, 17, 18, 19 dogs around the four you know trucks that drive around there's more people but just the four of us it's a huge difference i was talking to you earlier mm -hmm. today and i said when i started hunting with them there's about 12 trucks that drive around um how many guys how many dogs and then the group i hunted with after has about double that and then now i went to lower and that's a huge change i think dogs make a lot you know you make dogs more 
easily and you it gives become, you a chance with, to work your dogs yes with less dogs with more. less dogs yeah. with less people i think i became you know better as mm-hmm. myself as a houndswoman and gives you a chance to work your dogs and to make start dogs ex- and exactly i think it's a huge change and, and i have nothing against you know big groups that's how i started out but i think it's a huge change i was never expecting to be in a small group and i was scared <laughs> to begin with and now that i'm in a small group, I would never go back to a bigger group. Eight trucks is a small group. Eight <laughs> trucks. It's four trucks. It's four trucks. How I many said times you run into another truck? I haven't seen eight trucks period. in the last eleven months. My group's like one. <laughs> Buddy party of one. Please. And actually, you say that, but like when we started hunting, there was no blacktop roads. There was no right. people. There was no. Um, nobody knew where Wabino even was, and now there's a lot more. It's like the biggest people coming up. Capital yeah. in Wisconsin. It is, and, yeah. and now you can you can't really hunt anywhere. I guess at least in the Northeast, but I know it's pretty common across all of Northern Wisconsin that when you're hunting, you run into multiple crews and dog trucks. So you guys it's definitely, definitely have, different. You yeah. have way more houndsmen here than we do. Well, I think yeah. we talked about. I mean, I've talked about everybody I, with everybody that in Wisconsin, it's so hard to find a new area that doesn't have a houndsman so you can't just go off on your own and find a new area because there's so many of us territories they all have mark it's yeah. huge territory like turf war yeah like, oh my <laughs> yeah james was telling me he was well if we ever tried to come out here and hunt like the way we do on the west is we just use national forest and we just start hunting nope, that's and not you run here. into somebody and you're like oh you're gonna go up this canyon we'll go up you know this yeah. so-and-so canyon or whatever who's there yeah. first is yeah. who it's national forest here but there's still Territory. Hidden territory <laughs> line set. You know, yeah. we have our baits here, and we run these 16 baits all summer. But you go north past that, you know, mile line that we have our baits set. Invis- do, you it, have yeah. a, do you have a little sign there for newbies? Oh, but it's it's an unwritten sign. <laughs> it's an unwritten <laughs> sign that is, yeah, But everybody knows, it. and you don't. And it is, it's, it's a respect, I yeah. think, a huge thing. And I think that with some of our increase of the wolf population people naturally had to kind yes. of relocate which didn't there's... help so so what exactly. happens when when the when the ginger guy comes up and, and strays across <laughs> the imaginary line because i just hit the woods pilot yeah. like it's just a nice pilot uh, and uh, respect uh, it yeah, depends I think a huge on respect thing you're gonna stop and talk to us that's another yep. thing if, if you're, you're gonna, gonna blow past by, us and you know spin your tires in the gravel thing yeah i didn't know you could <laughs> blow past a hound hunter does that oh yeah happen? that oh, happens yeah. oh my our highways too here, people. There's people that down. will intentionally speed up, mm-hmm. even if there's kids present. There's just not a respect from, like the people community. that travel, the yeah. communities. Really? Yeah, Other, and maybe they don't know I mean, hazards still, on and everything on a highway or just a county road. They'll they won't move over. You know, they will speed right by you. They will have no respect at all. So that's very oh, yeah. common. We've run in front of traffic to save our dogs. I've oh, yeah. almost got hit by yeah. cars to save a we've dog. We've actually we've had somebody get hit by a car. <laughs> I've had a person he kind of rolled car. across Chucker. <laughs> oh. oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on, back up. That's a story. Is this a dog? Is this a person? We, we had a bear a, come a to the highway, and a car came, and the bear came to the road, went back in, came out to the road, crossed, and we all kind of scrambled to catch the dogs. They were right on it, and they were going kind of north into a territory that we knew was somebody else hunted. There was a lot of wolves, so we wanted to catch them off, and some of the dogs tried to dodge us, and he jumped out while a car came and would not slow down, so he kind of just dove for the dog, and then he kind of did a roll across the hood. How fast was the car going? Uh, About 20. He survived with minimal damage. You're running a bear. 
and that bear runs across the imaginary line, and you guys pull dogs <laughs> off well, of there it? Was, I mean, it's an area it's where there's a lot it's of a wolves. Wolf, yeah. yeah, I mean, you do that. That happens often. Because of wolves or because you don't want to cross into somebody else's both. territory? Some of both. <laughs> and we do have a lot of reservations, so you can't, I mean, you can't just go on to them. You have to And the reservations are split up weird. Indian reservations? Yeah. Okay. yeah it's yeah. not just a It's not just line. a certain block. Yep. It's like you have a random section in the middle of the land that's reservation, and if you have somebody that's, say, on that reservation road that it sees you on there, it's they'll stop you. They'll talk to you. There's it's, a 24-7 tribal yeah. patrol land. like that. I understand truck. that because yep. I hunt around some tribal land yep. sometimes, but yeah, I've pr- never stopped a dog from going oh, into yep, like, you have to do other that here. territory. <laughs> you can't just do whatever you want wherever you go. It's not Western out here. <laughs> <No. laughs> it's interesting. And you have to really, like, we make a really conscious choice to try to do some PR work at gas stations and let people pet our dogs, explain what we're doing. So just, just there's an just understanding. like have a little stand there at the gas station? And- I should, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go to the street fair. At the ice cream shop. Yeah. You know me, the, the ice cream ATM. shops. Oh. Pet we my dogs. So, James, when you were out here, what was the biggest thing that from from some of the western, you've hunted in Montana and a lot, you know, Washington, some of those western As states, far as the differences what go. What was the difference you've seen? Um, I guess for starters, the amount of roads. There's a lot more roads out here than we're used to um but with the terrain the way that it is and the distance you're running these bears if you didn't have that road system i think you'd have a really hard time getting it done um and not only that but with the amount of highways if you didn't have a way to get you know if you had to go all the way back to the beginning and make a 30 mile loop to cut them off on the next highway it just wouldn't be doable you'd end up like i said dogs run over hit you know whatever um so that was a a big difference. Uh, what? So the national forest for us, you know, like when they're talking about roads and crossing roads and stuff, that's kind of foreign to me. If I, I, I yeah, can't. I mean, like paved. We talking like, like blocks like, or no, no, like paved sixty mile an hour roads. No kidding. Yeah, county roads. Um, yeah, so we don't run. No, <laughs> so yeah, like it, that. That in itself was something that you know, unless we're running a lion in town that was a depredation or something like that that's not something we ever run into yeah um and and just the amount of people i guess the amount of people that you know everyone hunting together and and having i guess that many people that get along um yeah, yeah i can't think that, of 20 that people doesn't that doesn't always happen <laughs> Uh, I can't find 20 people that like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it's because I don't call them the right name or something. Um, well, no we, we, we realize that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was some of the main differences, I guess. Uh, okay. The terrain. The terrain, obviously, lot is a flatter. lot different. Yeah. Wetter. Swamps. Yeah. Yeah, Swamps. Wetter. <laughs> bugs. Thick. Bugs. <laughs> really bad bugs. bugs. Humidity. Bugs are terrible. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. You should try it sometime. You want to come? We don't, we don't have humidity. So my fiance wears like beekeeper nets most of the summer or bonnets to keep the bugs off. It's a real a joy in July. Heart. See, yep. I have a two-month-old baby at home and... I am definitely ordering one of those full-on bug suits that'll go from my waist all the way around us, and I'll put her in that carrier, and she's coming to every bear tree this summer. She'll be about six months come July. Right on. And she will be in that. Not only that, but everything, like, you know, we don't have, we don't have the tick-borne illnesses at home that we really have to worry about that they have here, or different. How are ticks? By, by the way, how are ticks are for you right now? 
at my house, yeah, they're out. They're hatching every yeah. time I take my dogs out. Yeah, the ticks are already starting to get bad, but at least ours don't give you disease and kill you. Really, I mean, it's pretty rare to get sick from a tick at home. Where yeah. here, that's that's not the case, and um, or just even drinking contaminated water. You know, stuff that we don't think about that you end up with sick dogs or there's. I think there's a lot more factors into a lot of things. Um, yeah. We're really fortunate because my brother's um, girlfriend, hopefully soon to be wife, she got yeah, hopefully. started with us. Yeah. Logan. She got started with us when they were in <laughs> high school and they started dating and she's a vet tech. So she takes care of a lot of that for us. But we have had some uh, bacterial related issues, parasites, just things because there's so much stagnant water that our dogs can get sick from and we're very fortunate we have the help um in that regard but the tick diseases are one of the biggest concerns i think for all hound hunters in wisconsin what tick disease limes i mean limes um, and anaplasmosis is huge but there's a new there's some new ones that they just haven't fully identified i so think yeah what do you do like what what is it you guys do about that doxy yeah deoxys we yeah. do prevention a, we do a lot prevention. of prevention oh. <laughs> now what's that prevention prevention yeah Next like, guard, we do a topical like treatment. Prevecto. Like, oh, to God. stop it from happening. <laughs> Preventing things. <laughs> I reckon it works. <laughs> what do you guys use for flea and tick? Next guard. Prevecto. It, yeah, it ranges. I mean, everyone's got their own thing, what works. Um, a lot of people do, like, the flea and tick tags. A lot of people do, like, the topical. Um, some people do, like, the once-a-month chewable tabs. It's whatever works for you works for you. Some people do the spray. Um, I think, but it's way more ticks here than we oh, have at home. Right. Like, which I don't know, but yeah, I. I so mean, every we time do a, you come out of the woods, you got how many ticks on them? Well, because we do a lot of prevention, we don't have that issue. But prior to that, we were. I mean, every time we came out of the woods, mm -hmm. our dogs were full of ticks. Even yourself, yeah. You know, check even, over yourself, yeah. Yeah. What do you do for yourself? Bug spray. <laughs> Bug spray with the most deet that they'll sell you, like fifty percent deet, eighty percent deet. Like we have a dog with anapl anaplasmosis, so it's yeah. Um, and now what is is that the one where the I mean the dog goes downhill pretty quick? You're gonna want her for this. Get the vet tech. We got a vet tech right here. I Were think, you listening the Greg, last five well, minutes of this podcast? I think Greg Jones. I'm not sure what he had. He had a dog that got bit by a tick, and I mean that dog was on death's door, and they got the tick out and it like recovered. yeah and and they do usually recover katie like i said is with us here too and so we she's have a vet we, tech. We, we got the we, we pulled in the in. we got the expert w expert vet tech you know yeah tell us <laughs> you got it explain me what we got we got what katie mm -hmm. last name mauser why is it not dreyer I don't know. You gotta ask him. <laughs> <laughs> We're live now. This is big time. I <laughs> like that, Logan. Uh, all right. Explain this this tick. I'm not even gonna say it because I'll mess it up. I can't even say anaplasmosis. It, name. So anaplasmosis is a little not less serious than Lyme, but sometimes they'll have it and you won't even know it. It'll affect them internally rather than externally. Like Lyme disease, you'll see lameness and different symptoms like that. Okay. I had a buddy that uh, got Lyme disease. That was a pretty serious deal for him. Mm -hmm. That that ring, he he got bit, and it made a little circle, and that ring just went the whole, I mean, the whole body. Yeah, it just grew and grew and grew until it. And, um, I mean, you know, Katie better than I do, but like, 
prior to us doing prevention, we were taking at least two to four dogs to the vet every year for treatment. And the amount of money we spend towards prevention is worth it. I mean. Yeah. Anything else you could teach us while we're, while we're here from, from the veterinarian? What, what's the number one thing that a hound person can do to avoid paying? Even when you think that the ticks are gone because it's cold out, they're really not cold out. Do year-round prevention. Really? What are you, what's your recommendation? Provacto. Really? Is that the tab? Mm-hmm. Like the it's oral? a 12-week oral yeah. chewable. Mm-hmm. We've used that before. All right. Well, thank you, Katie. You're welcome. We got another girl. We'll bring you back in later if we need to. (laughs) And the Brevecto, like she said, that we use, we also do the topical. But we, you know, financially, like we'll do it most of the season. But like Katie was saying here, even as cold as it gets in Wisconsin, the um the ticks are coming out now sooner i mean yeah, yeah. so like, i've, um, I've already pulled a tick off of month. our dog yep. yeah some of the ticks are becoming i don't know they're no longer dormant and they said that you actually are going to have ticks into november december if it's warm and so almost year round and even if they're in a yard where it's forested or there's tall grass right your dogs are exposed so i think every in the last two weeks i've, I've had a I've probably taken off like ten ticks of my dogs just just from road. Now have, they haven't it's, really even they haven't run a track. They haven't been off the road. I guess they've been in, in some recrod. No, I mean maybe they're coming off my yard. I don't know, but it seems like after I exercise them, so I take them out. So in the west, we exercise dogs. So I'll take my dogs out and go run them maybe twelve, we road them. yeah, fifteen road miles, them. and uh, yeah, I try to do that a couple times a week. Most of the times, once a week, but. Before I travel to make sure my wife has dogs that are not annoying. <laughs> not barking in the yard. Yeah. So, so we have a dog that has, am I saying it right, Katie? An- Anaplasmosis. Um, and he, he was one of our best hounds, and he still probably is. Yeah, but he turns his head to the side a little bit. Um, has seizures. He's not the same that he was. Um, and that's I mean it's all from a tick that. Something even we when we do preventative care for it and it still happens. Yeah, it still happens and it sucks because you see a hound that you work so hard for and you try and try and try and you do everything you can, anything, any tests, any blood work, anything, and I mean you go into the shop to feed him and you know let him run around a bit and you look over and he's leaning up against the kennels having a seizure and there's nothing you can do about it. You know it's. It sucks when yeah. you do I mean, it's not even hounds. I have a under a year old basset hound who's in the house all the time, and I just brought him into the vet. He was having issues, and the first thing the vet asked me, "Well, do you want to do blood work for limes? Like this is, you know, every symptom he's showing could be limes. Yeah, run it. You know, it's yeah. not even hounds. You know, he's yeah, he's in the woods. You know, at the cabin up north, running around our yard, but it's not like he's a hound. But yeah, I mean, there's still that's the biggest thing that they check for around here. So. Awesome. I think we've covered that topic. I want to talk about something with you girls um, that in the hound world, and, and for me, um, maybe I'll probably piss off some customers, <laughs> I, whatever, but when I have I have some employees that are, are women, and so one of the things I have to tell them is, is you're going to take a phone call from somebody who thinks you don't know what you're doing. Like, yep. they... Yeah, a lot of guys, a lot of customers. Jason's already rolls. He's going here. This is where we're going. Look at me shaking, shaking I'm his hand. I'm gonna stay quiet. 
Jason. Smart but, man. <laughs> and so I think in the hound world, it's such an old culture, and it's a man's, you know, it's, it's a man's game for the most part, you know. And my wife, I, I can just say that she would not be as comfortable in the woods in the places that I go by herself, probably. And so um, maybe she'd get mad at me saying that. I don't think she would, but um, how do you guys feel about that? You know, like as far as one thing is hunting Where in a group, <laughs> but yeah, nah, I, I, Jason's like, this is the apology to her. Now I'm going to have to apologize to all the women out there. Well, I remember like when we were bear hunting in California, we'd all get after a bear and you know, you had dogs strung out all over the place. And when my wife, Danny's running around picking up dogs with the beat box mm-hmm. and we all walk out of a bear tree and everybody's jaw drops, like, how did she find those dogs? It's like, cause she knows how to run a freaking tracking box right? and she knows how to drive a pickup. It ain't that hard. You know, you just got to be dedicated. So, but, but what I'm saying, so there's, there's two things here. One is, is, is knowing what you're doing. And so, I mean, there's a, as far as shooting sports and hunting, I think uh, like I'll say, my wife was a much better dog trainer than I was. I'm not saying that that you're not as good as a, as a trainer. I think my wife was a better trainer than I was because I would go straight to six and I would fry a dog and the dog would not respond. I'd just shut the dog down. Where she was more um, soft, she would go one, two, three, and Give she was more worried about the dog. Yep. And it took me a while to realize that she's better than I am. I mean, that she does that training of a dog better than, than I patient. do. She has a lot more patience. Um, but is she going to load up all my dogs and go in the National Forest and, and drop off and go three canyons over? By herself? That, that by herself. She's going to have a hard time doing that. You know what I mean? In, in, our, in our neck of the woods. I mean, you're just, or, you know, like I'll be on a snowmobile 20 miles from my truck. I just don't see my wife doing that. I don't see her confident enough to 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 go that dedicated where and and maybe there are women that are that dedicated. I'm not saying there isn't, but what's your guys' thoughts on that as far as the dedication? Not saying that you're not a houndsman, but are you as dedicated as, as your partner? Um no. on, dedicated. on individual. Dedicated is no. the wrong word, I think. I think dedicated is the wrong word, exactly. Yeah. I think I, we all have our own dedication uh, yeah. to the hounds. I guess for, did I hurt your feelings? No, no. A- absolutely not. No, because <laughs> okay. that's an well, issue. I haven't, that... I haven't said the question right. Let's just try this. Are you no, trying to offend kidding. us? I was like, you got to keep trying. Just keep holding that shovel, buddy. You'll dig it eventually. We can help you no, dig I'm the gonna hole. No, I'm going to be quiet. I'm done with this part. Uh, I want to dig down in this a little bit, and we're probably going to get some touchy subjects. So I, if we are there, I want to be right there on the edge, where I want to find that line where there is some sexism in in. For sure. In the hound's world. And so I want to kind of touch on that. And, and not to say that it's all wrong or that it's right or wrong, but I want to I want to get your guys' feelings on it. So that's kind of where I, I'm trying to go with this. I think dedication is the wrong word. Um, but I feel more comfortable when I have Tyler by my side hunting. I will 100% take the dogs by myself, but I am 100% more comfortable with him with – you know, which road to go to, which trail to go into, you know, what's going to be the fastest way to get to the dogs, you know, should I just run in now or, you know, by their different barks, you know, this bark is 100% on the ground, this bark they're treed, you know, this bark something's wrong. Like there's so many different things that go into it. And yeah, I've been doing it for six years and it's not as many as, you know, a couple of girls that are here, but I, I'm comfortable enough that I would do it without him you know if he were to be you know like working on a friday night off you know and he said go take the dogs i would 100 percent. but 
I'm 100% more comfortable with him. You'd rather? Yes. Yeah. I would rather have him. And can I add too? Because I I do agree. I think, all right, fine. (laughs) I'm done. Don't talk. (laughs) Trader has to talk before you. No, I I just, I agree with that. And I think for me, I can't speak for everybody because there are a lot of women in Wisconsin that go on their own. And we as women in our crew, we'll go baiting on our own. Um, Well, we navigate just as good as anybody else if not better, no offense. Um, but we run the equipment. I think for me, the comfortability factor is exactly it. And it has less to do with taking the dogs, but the strength that it requires to get them out, to get yeah. them off. And then with the road issue, that's our biggest fear. You guys have yeah. a highway issue. We have yeah. highways on three sides of where we hunt. And if we turn our dogs loose and we take more than one, how are we by ourselves going to be able to save them if we end up there and there's traffic? So for us, it's more of a safety issue and maybe a little well, bit of a strength issue. Well, I wouldn't even say st- – and it's a mental – I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't know, James and Jason, you you can attest to me, but I know for me there was a strength that it took for me to go hunt by myself. Like going and hunting in a group – is easy when you got a buddy there and, and you know and some people enjoy road. that yeah. it's yeah. different when you go by yourself i mean and you're out there in the bottom of a canyon you got to get to a dog and there's nobody but yourself to get you out of there and you start thinking well if i slip off of this or i you know twist this ankle i mean i've yeah. had you know cramps you know because i've been in tennis shoes when i wasn't expecting to catch something flip-flops not crocs but <laughs> tennis shoes. I had we crocs. got flip-flops crocs and <laughs> yeah. sneakers here things happen out in the woods that that your mind starts racing a little bit so i, I want to you know be clear that it's like oh it's not just a man or woman thing like i have those reservations and i want to say fears but they are basically fears that i got to work through sometimes yeah. i mean if and, i can say i mean when i started out absolutely not i would never even think about going out by myself again the territory is a huge thing mm-hmm. knowing where you are knowing what roads to take you know where knowing where where you can go and where you can't go um is a huge thing. Like you said, you know, roads, um, picking up dogs, if you have to by yourself, you're one person, you're one vehicle, usually right. around here, yeah. we're hunting in groups. So if you are by yourself, it's a lot, um, you know, growing groups, growing myself. Now I'm with someone who fully respects me taking dogs by myself is pro to me. Hey, go out, do this. Like I have, Colin has to work on a Friday. Hey, take the dogs. You're off. Go fully respectfully trust me in the dogs, taking the dogs by myself, you know, whatever happens, happens. It's going to happen with him there or with, you know, it's the game, the name of the game. Um, but also new area, just being so familiar with your territory, so familiar with our surrounding. Um, and I do, if I go out by myself, if I do take the dogs and Cullen's not with me, I do have someone else there. It's not completely a 100% alone, but yeah. It's, you want oh, me to dig a hole for a minute? Go ahead. I, uh, can you take my shovel for a minute? <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> men and women are different. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and the way we process things are different. You know, like, I'm not going to lump all women or all men in a certain group, but we definitely process things different. We have different strengths. We have different fears. We, it's all different. <laughs> There's times I'm baiting by myself, and it's in the dark, and I have my phone flashlight, my headlamp, and I'm yelling while I walk to the baby. Yeah. Just because just because <laughs> nobody, I don't know what's out there, but hey, it's okay. I'm I mean, still doing it, it, make it but it wrong. I might be scared. If he does it, he's doing it by himself. Doing I'll it. be honest, I... <laughs> Used to be able to comfortably go into the woods by myself, and it's very different in your neck of the, neck woods. Of the woods. Yeah. yeah, no, no, thank you. 
Um, what, what I is wouldn't it? make it up the hill Why? if I'm being honest. You guys know how much I love to exercise. Uh, and, <laughs> and do physics. Yeah, and do physics too. Not my strong suits. But uh, with our wolf population, I mean, I hate I to resort back thing. to that, yep. but a lot of people aren't comfortable going in the woods right and now like they stories. used to. Yep. Yeah. The the horror stories you hear, and it's just not something I'm, I used to not have any fear of going in and and that's why I say when I walk into a bait alone in the dark, you yeah. you know you have your lights, but at the same time I still I'm, I'm talking to myself, I'm making noise. I don't walk in there silent. Yeah. You guys I, ever? You, you know, it might be a little bit young, but you ever watch? Uh, was it Stand by Me? No. You watch that movie? Yeah. So I got a movie. Jason. Buddy's making Grandpa, a movie reference. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's the first one in what a year? Yeah. Forever. We've been doing this a year now. Yeah. Uh, there's a movie called Stand By Me, and there's a there's these kids. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking I've about. I've watched it. He's got the gun, and, and they got that, that gun, and and they're walking in the dark, and a little rustle over here, and the kid flips over with the gun over there, and then he moves, and the owl howls behind him, and he's like, up in the owl. And any movement in the woods, he's pointing that gun and flipping I've been in the woods with guys like that before. <laughs> it was before I had my pistol. Colin bought me a pistol for my birthday, and before I had it, I was doing baits, and I said, like something like that happened. There was a noise, and I was like, "If I had a pistol, I probably would have drawn it right there." And it was just a leaf falling. Like, yeah, yeah that's exactly. But what that's it was. just something. Well, yeah. and bear, bear will chase you out of the baits here. Yeah. Oh yeah. You I've walk had bear in camp. Like I pull yeah. into the camp driveway, and there's bears in the yard. And you walk halfway to your bait, and all of a sudden you hear a grunt, and you're like, "Oh yeah. hell no!" Like I, I'll come back. You the mile keep beating. Yeah. And you you're walking beating. a mile back, or you're running. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna run my ass right back to the truck, and I'll let you finish eating. I'll come back and give you some more, pal. I but, probably left you know, the bait bill there, so you yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, walk down the trail a little bit, pal. Can have some more. Oh, that's yeah, fun. Thanks. So, um, cool. I think we covered on some of that. Another topic is: Do you think that? Um, do you think you're respected out there? Sometimes, Megan, you've been like quiet. <laughs> I think so. I think it takes a little bit for people to respect you. Like I know Danielle and I, when we started on the board, it was probably not the norm for there to be girls on the board of directors for the Bear Hunters Association. So I think it took a little bit to earn everybody's respect as far as like being on a mostly male driven organization. And no sexism here either. But when we tell the the crew things, Sometimes they just don't listen. They're, still, they're not listening now. Exactly. Look at your exactly. brother. <laughs> Look at your brother. <laughs> we have full-on conversations with the window, and then if they would wall. listen to That's one thing. I think us. women have a little bit of an intuition. Like, you can expect something to happen kind of before it happens. And I think even in the woods, it's like that. We'll be like, oh, I don't know if I'd do that. And then something bad will come out of it. And we're like, yeah, you should have probably listened to us. Well, like, well, hold on. Wait, wait. Like, give me an example. <laughs> Like, turn the dog loose, and then you're like, hey, the dogs are, like, 500 yards, and they say, no, turn the dog loose. And you turn the dog loose, and they go, like, 300, and they don't make it there. And then the dog's got to go. Then they're out. Uh, yeah. And, and then it's, it's behind, like, all your fault. And then it's your fault because it's behind. Yeah, and because you turn the dog loose, and it wasn't <laughs> or, the right time to hey, turn the dog loose. hey, go down this road because you're going to cut the, the closer to the dogs, and then you get a flat tire, and now it's your fault? <laughs> Explain <laughs> that like to me. Or, like, remembering to turn the collars on and then getting oh, blamed yes. for it, like, you know. Those types okay, of this things. Is Roll like, that beautiful <laughs> bean footage. Let it go. It, it always lands on this us. This is like a therapy it, session. Everything, <laughs> anything that goes wrong, it's, it's, it's the woman's fault. It's the really heated, intense part. Okay, the Trader we're show. getting off the yes. track. I'm sorry, guys. Guys, I apologize. But we're letting them out of the we're letting them out of the cage here. Too no, much. I'm gone wild. Put them back in the. Yeah, I I mean, in all seriousness, <laughs> I think people do really respect like what we say, 
And I think, I think the people in our crew do well, as well. I know for, for my wife at times that um, she knew as much a lot about the dogs as as I would. But if like we go to a show or whatever, they'd always navigate towards me. Like if if they know when it's who yep. was it somebody? Oh, maybe it was Yuri. Um, the podcast with Yuri where he was talking about his oh, yeah. wife knew more about the bloodlines and, the and how those dogs were built than Yuri. But tell us, my wife I always mean, wanted to talk way. to the man, and and you know what I mean. So same with with me as far as like whether it was puppies or whatever. Like I was not the person to talk to, but. But people navigated naturally to me. Do you guys find that? Yeah. I would definitely say that even at like social gatherings, yep. we have coyote Cheers. hunting tournaments and yep. things. The guys all be socializing, but I wouldn't walk up and be like, so Lily, you got any yeah. young blood to start this year? Yeah. You know, what's your pack <laughs> exactly. looking like? Yep. like what, how old your oldest dog? You know, what's yeah. the biggest bear you guys killed What would last you year? say? Yeah. Just how's your baby? <laughs> how's your baby? How did the hunt go today? Yeah. You know, like how's yeah. work? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to be <laughs> exactly. like, yeah, what'd you slaughter last year in kill yeah. season? Like, I don't. So I, I would definitely say that at least women have a harder time probably going up and socializing like guys don't come up to us and be like yeah so you know what kind of dogs do you hunt or where do you hunt or yep. tell me a good story from so last season so you cut out about 90% of houndsman drama is <laughs> what you're saying I, well and that's the hardest thing about it too like we all try to get along with I, I I don't see a reason to not get along with another crew and I feel like that's one thing where I give my parents a lot of credit like we hunted in the same area our whole life We've never had conflict. I can't remember dad ever punching anybody or getting into a bar fight. <laughs> getting all the truck over territory. Saying, you know, like I can't all. ever remember that. Like we've always gotten along the to the north and to the east. Like we've never had issues. So no, yeah, there's a good rapport and, and people know us and it's not that they don't disrespect us. I think they just don't approach us the same. But like I said, there's people in our crew that if it's a vet question, they, I mean, they know Katie knows the knowledge if they need help with dog wounds they know Megan and Katie and Logan are gonna help with that if it's about the bloodlines they usually go to me or my dad but it's not like it's a it's not prefer a one or yeah. the other and it's not out of disrespect it's just that's how it is yeah I and I, I think it's who you know I don't know and I don't know how you change that no and I think it I think it has more to do with who you know like we know I they tell hunt, you so already it's mind-boggling the conversation on this podcast the energy is different like you guys are because <laughs> men and up. women are different. Yeah, like again, I I'll dig a hole. Right. I don't. I know, I'll be honest. I don't. My my mind is spinning now. I'm like, is this gonna be a good podcast? You know, because I'm thinking. Now you're you want to do more podcasts. I don't know with us. <laughs> because you're so quick. I I'm, my my mind is so technical that I'm thinking you're talking at the same time she's talking. Now I can I I'm in the room so I can watch this dynamic, but. On a podcast, I'm not sure if that's going to work like that because you're talking and then you're you're talking as she's talking. It's like a conversation that it's just Danielle zipping her lip. I'm not saying it's bad. That's how conversations work. It's exactly how conversations work. I don't know if they work on a podcast. They do. Do you want us to slow down? You're a podcast expert. (laughs) I am, and I'm telling you, just keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) It'll be just. You guys all need to stop talking at the same time. (laughs) Should we raise our hand, buddy? When you want, should we be called? Should we have a, like a talking stick? Just don't be offended <laughs> if we can't run it. If it's that bad, I I think oh, it's, it's good. Fine. I think it's good. Um, all right, James, I want to get you mic back up. Bye, Katie. Bye, Katie. You can't we even say Katie. bye. We don't even let you say bye. See, that's, <laughs> yeah, he took it right out of her hands. <laughs> that's how a sexist world works, Katie. He just shuts you down. <laughs> didn't, yeah, didn't, didn't even let her say goodbye. Take your mic away. Take your voice away. Um, so I want to talk about. Let's let's talk about some dogs and some hunting. So, um, when you went 
so you just got back this year, Leah. Yep. We went out in November. Went mm-hmm. out over Thanksgiving. How long? We left on a, it was opening weekend of deer season in First. Wisconsin. So we left on a Saturday night, got to Wyoming, you know, well, we had some troubles on the way there, but we, we got there on Sunday, started hunting Monday, left again on Saturday. So, so a you week. hunt a week. Yep. First time in the West? First time. And you hunt first time out of Wisconsin or out in the West? First time out in the West. For, for I've been cat. out of Wisconsin. And what was the biggest challenge that you, you found? Um, I think just going absolutely somewhere new. We had no idea. You know, we went with a, another couple, Travis and Haley, and he's been out there before. So he kind of knew the area, okay. but we didn't. So it was learning the new area, learning where we wanted to go, learning what roads to check in the morning, you know, watching the weather. Um, Wyoming had highway cameras. So we were watching the snow on the highway cameras because you can't always trust the, you know, forecast on your phone. Um, I just think the biggest challenge was unfamiliar territory. And territory as it is, you know, mountains compared to swamps and um, flatland, <laughs> flatland, exa- <laughs> exactly the elevation. Not that it was a huge difference, but um, the unknown territory. We did meet some locals and, you know, as a local myself, if someone walked up to me and said, oh, what good roads are there to check, to, you know, for bear or go rigging for bear? I would be like, huh, I'm not going to tell you, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're in my area. But he was, I mean, he told us every road we were on and, you know, come to find out, yeah, that's where you should check. We just didn't have good weather. Um, well, and it's tough when you only have seven week. days. Exactly. It's, in the mountains. Especially going somewhere brand new. I mean, it's tough when you only have a week yeah. and you're in an area that you're familiar with. If the weather's bad, a week is not very long. And I was telling James and Buddy today how we got out there and there was one day that they called for snow and we were up, you know, we set our alarms at midnight. We're like, okay, we're getting up at midnight and it's going to start snowing at 11. We're going to get up there. We're going to get on the pass because they shut down the pass if it's too bad. We want to get on the mountain and make sure we're up there before they close. What were you going to do if they closed it behind you? Um, I don't know, walk, <laughs> because that's how bad we wanted to go. <laughs> but sleep in the truck? Sleep in the truck, but I mean, it snowed a quarter of an inch, so it was no different, but it just, it, it wasn't, like you said, seven days isn't enough, and we've talked about going two weeks and just waiting, and we have a, we had a friend who did that two weeks, and you, it snowed the first day, and then he gets lucky and he can leave, but I mean, I think the unfamiliar territory is the biggest thing in just going out and doing it and by yourself, you know, you don't have a guide. Yeah, we've been out there before and we've had friends who were in that area, but it's nothing like doing it yourself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of um, work and uncertainty. And I can tell you a guide doesn't always help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I, to this day, I think we hunted hard. We hunted every day for as long as we could hunt. Um, we were exhausted. We got back to the hotel and we literally went to bed. There was no... You know, staying up and partying every night. We were in bed by eight. We, you know, sat in the hot tub for an hour and had maybe two beers. But it wasn't like we hunted hard and we did everything we could have done. It's just there's no snow. It's hard to tell tracks. We couldn't, you know. It is what it is. But we definitely learned a lot. And I what think did you learn? <laughs> I learned that you got to just, you know, be persistent. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not. You're not going to be the first person to check a row and like we said, we've talked to you today. We did find a track and we got super excited. It was the first road we checked and. Oh my God, we just caught a lion track and it's huge. Like <laughs> we got so excited and it's too good to be true. And yeah. when you see a lion track, if you, especially if you're in the Bobcats, it's like, <laughs> I didn't believe it. I it was like, like glows. Is you're this, like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, Colin actually jumped out of the truck and he goes, turn the truck around and drive. Like I'm walking down the road and he walked the lion track. He was so excited. But yeah. um, some people like we, we took that 
new guy, and we're just we can spot lion tracks at like fifty miles an hour. <laughs> See, like, and that's Whoa. not here. <laughs> it's like you're just driving over in a field. And you're like, there's a cat track right there. That um, blew that kid's mind. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it, but it, it, seeing a lion track when you do see, yeah, it was unreal. you stop at so many coyote tracks and deer and tracks even, and elk tracks, and, and even out there we were stopping for like we'd stop. Oh, back up! It's like no, you saw one, you know what it looks like, but yeah. you never know. You still get excited because in you know here it's you stop for bobcat and coyote. They kind of you know look the same until you actually look at it, and then it's oh no. You, so we were stopping for everything, and we actually had a couple guys that were with us stop, and they're like, I think we have one. Well, no, it's just a bobcat track, yeah. but you know it is. I mean, that's all we know here. You don't know what you're looking for until you actually see one and you get well, that's one thing and even when you know what you're looking for there when it's slow and you're yeah. six <laughs> days into looking at for a lion track you're checking you're trying Everything. to turn your tracks yeah. into lion tracks yeah, exactly yeah i was gonna say like that's one thing it takes seven days you know um number one you start checking you either get worse at checking tracks after seven days because you start <laughs> thinking you missed one you know yep. but oh, but you get quicker at checking tracks you yeah. know the more you hunt and the and more I you know the, the ground yeah. you or you get just, lazy and you just drive past them and and not even know then you radio it. somebody hey check that one behind you <laughs> yep. one's following you. Hey, check that track right there on or the, the guy behind you finds it and you're like oh it wasn't there it <laughs> that wasn't there 20 minutes ago it's fresh pass after me yeah exactly but no i think it was a huge i mean it, an experience i think everyone should have you know do it by yourself and learn and just so explain so what happened so you guys found that track we found that track we definitely thought it was a lion you know even a couple of days old but thought we, it was a lion well or... no it wasn't okay <laughs> it wasn't lion track but um we thought it was fresh and then well we didn't think it was fresh fresh but <laughs> i can't tell what's going on <laughs> we, we thought it was well, we did think that. We it was, was definitely a lion track okay um unsure you know we talked to people they said lions you know they could be two days old a track but they could also be only 100 yards off like yeah. they could have a kill you know so we drove around, you know, checked it, um, ended up, it looked like dogs were turned loose on it. So we kind of got discouraged and it was our first day. We're like, okay, well, if we already f- cut a track, you know, that should be a good sign. Um, the entire week we were guaranteed, like, cause we were checking the quotas every day, you know, they um, update nothing, nothing, nothing. So we were guaranteed this line was still out there. And then um, just kept tracking, you know, around the block. And one day we finally wa- wanted to walk in Well, we walked in and there was I don't even know. There was blood on the road. We found a couple thirty thirty shells. We didn't know. I, it, whatever. We ended up. The lion was dead. We were chasing after a dead lion. So, but that's the only lion track we caught. Um, only we talked to a local, and he said, "Yeah, buddies of ours killed it the day before. You guys even came." So it was. We started hunting Monday. They killed it Sunday. Um, but the week we were out there, nobody killed anything. We talked to a couple of locals after you. We even laughed, and they said, no, it was a slow week. Um, as, again, as much as you can trust locals who want to tell you where all the lions are, they said, no, like, you're on every right road. It's just there's no snow. Local so. houndsmen or yep. ranchers? Houndsmen okay. and ranchers because ranchers are huge down there. They want you to, you know, it's all on the face of the mountain. They go down, and they said, you know, when it is that they want all the elk ranchers want you to hunt them, but it's all private land, so it's hard to get in, but. No, it was local houndsmen who were up there, and they said, you're on every road, right road to check, but it's just not a good week. So I'm hearing that the the hound, that you were surprised with the the friendliness of the houndsmen? A hundred percent. Well, yeah. and I, only, <laughs> I also think we stopped and we showed him where a bobcat track was, and we said, well, yeah, we caught a bobcat track a couple, you know, I don't know. They where... were like, right on. <laughs> well, and that's what he was looking for. Trav and Haley found it, and they said, yeah, we found one you know, up the road here. And he goes, well, perfect. I got a couple puppies. I'm on my day off. You know, we don't have any clients and okay. Yeah. And he goes, 
you know, we're out here lion hunting. Can you, you know, point us in the right direction? And I think that helped a little bit. You know, we showed him where a bobcat track was, but I was surprised by the finding friendliness because I don't think here we would be like, oh yeah, there's a bear over there or there's, you know, a 40 pound bobcat over here. You know, I don't think, which I'd like to say we would, but I don't think we would. I wouldn't. I mean, that I guy's wouldn't. a lot nicer than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. If it was, I mean, yeah, I don't run into, I honestly don't run into a ton of hound guys. And I mean, we were in the, they were in the middle of nowhere. I thought that's where they ran into him and started talking to him. And we've heard his name before, so it helped, but didn't really help. <laughs> so you didn't, you never, you never, you didn't catch one? Nope. Or? Nope. So that was a train wreck story just alone. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, it was fun. It, like I said, we learned a lot. We learned the territory. We learned roads. We'd love to go back. Um, we were even thinking Colorado, you know, just trying new. I just, I think it develops us as hounds men and just yeah. to learn new territory and do it yourself instead of relying on other people oh yeah absolutely <laughs> so uh megan you uh you 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 killed a nice cat you didn't use your dog though i didn't and that was a totally different experience for me so i guess my story and my experience out west was quite a bit different i didn't have to worry about all the packing and the planning and those types of things. It was a, I flew out west, so we didn't drive. It wasn't, I can't remember exactly how long the flight was, a couple of hours. I think we drove like 16 hours. We broke down, so that was hard, but. Okay. <laughs> so you flew over, James, you picked her up. Yeah, and we drove. Uh, from, Mon- from, or from Washington to Montana, which I think, I think, I feel like it was like seven hours. <laughs> it took a long time. It was, it was a long. I, that's it a seven-hour drive. And J- then instead of James, driving back, I flew long, out of no, Montana. Whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. Let's, let's, <laughs> okay, sorry. Devour this a minute here because I got a couple inside pointers I want to hit on. <laughs> How long did that seven-hour take to get there, James? It probably took 10, 11 <laughs> by the time we got there, I guess. It was, it was late by the time we got in, but, you know, traveling with dogs and well, and I guess I did have to stop once along the way too, because I had a dog that I had to drop off. Right. Um, but it was, it was an all day. It was a full day of travel to get up full, there. Yeah. Uh, and she had never seen. You've never really seen mountains. I had never been out west before. No. So I mean, that's got to be number one, an experience that. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very different than Wisconsin. Even I've been south. Even so, when you're going over the pass there, coming in Idaho and coming through Montana, what is it? Montana that's the pass. Where's the Montana pass? is where you go over that big lookout pass. Yeah. yeah. Did, did your heart kind of like go? What did I get myself into when you? The went speed to- limit and like the snowstorms and the curvy roads that about set me off. Um, the straight down <laughs> drops. Did we talk about like, this today? <laughs> I'm, I don't really like. I'm not a good passenger at all, so that was a little scary. I mean, I think it was Bryce and I and James, and we pulled a trailer with I think a side by side or a jeep. And a snowmobile <laughs> and dogs. James, what was We're it? doing, yeah, we had, let's, let's get the we had a trailer, <laughs> we had a trailer with a Jeep on it and, and two sleds and no, a bunch it was, of dogs. No, it was and, a lot of stuff. And I just remember it was a big trailer and a lot of stuff and a snowstorm. And the, if you're not doing 90 in Montana, you're getting passed, whether yeah. you're pulling a trailer or not. So I rode I, in the back seat because I don't do that well. <laughs> Close your eyes. At one point in time, she's, we're doing like 85, 90, and it's dark at this point. You know, it's we get like six hours of daylight over there that time of year. Yeah. And she's like, you're not afraid to drive this thing. And I'm like, well, we're, we're still getting past. There's, <laughs> we could at least go a little. Yeah. But that was about as fast as you could tow that trailer and not have to worry about losing everything you had tied to it. Right. So that was your first experience was out west. We've got miles of stuff that we got to get through sometimes. 
for hunting? Like how far do you drive to hunt? How far right now? Like in Wisconsin? Yeah. Well, two and a half hours from our house to our cabin. And then I don't know, but it's we, our first couple of baits, <laughs> it's, it's, it's highway. Yeah. And then our first couple of baits are, I don't know, a couple of miles from yeah, our cabin. That, for us, we got to travel. I mean, we, like we and James were talking at one, our hunt this this year, shoot, we were traveling two and a half hours in one morning, and then the next day we were traveling two hours the next way. The opposite one, direction. The opposite direction, just hunting. So, um, so anyway, so you get to Montana, and uh, what what happened from there? Um, we went. I just want to hear the. I want to hear your version of the story. Of the story. Yeah. We. And James, if we need to correct anything, you tell me. <laughs> they all. If everybody went out to the bar and had a couple of drinks, I did not go to the bar. Um, we got up early and started tracking. So mom's back there. She's smiling. I like, realized my girl. I really didn't get up to the bar. <laughs> it was a long flight and just a totally different experience. I don't like to not feel good if I'm going hunting. Got up early. The biggest difference, I think, too, about hunting out west was all the tracking. I mean, we primarily hunt bear. So I feel like for us, we go to a bait site. You kind of pick which bait site you want to go to and you turn your dogs loose. Mm-hmm. I mean, we spent hours in a truck tracking. And again, I don't do good in a truck on narrow roads. What do you mean tracking? Looking for a cat track. Okay. That's a technical. I've never heard that term before. Really? Tracking? Tracking. What do you call it? <laughs> it's just looking, looking for a track. Yeah. <laughs> looking but you for a track. Tra- like you're tracking. So you're tracking. <laughs> tracking is when my dogs are. are That's I mean, cold tra- trailing. Cold trailing. That's cold well, trailing. Yeah, cold trailing. I reckon you're going to have a whole new vocabulary <laughs> for <laughs> this podcast. Tracking was a new one for me, too. That was. Like, we're tracking. <clears throat> you're in a truck looking for a track. I don't know. Just hunting <laughs> I, mean, I mean and that was what was different for me because that wasn't really hunting i mean it was a lot of like 90s country driving around for hours looking for a track and she sits still, no, still no. really good no, yeah i ate a <laughs> lot country. i drank a lot of coffee <laughs> a little bit yeah we we spend all day we go all day like even with my dogs rigging a track i mean you can spend all oh, day she had a day where we didn't turn dogs loose and it was 16 hours of, <laughs> of driving and if we're talking about gender differences, women get real hungry. Yeah. Hangry. 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 <laughs> that is a term. No, uh, that's I mean, one thing you learn about having, like, I feel like hunting is I don't go anywhere without snacks and drinks. Like, oh, I don't want to be the ornery bitch in the truck. Like, I'm bringing stuff. So I, oh, yeah. I fend for myself. So I, I sat preoccupied, but. So James, did I go all day without stoppings? So it's, <laughs> and it's most of the guys different. in our crew can do that, but mm-hmm. not the girls. No, no, no. You need snacks mm-hmm. I was, and toilet paper. I was toilet preg- paper. I was pregnant <laughs> the last bear season, last year's bear season. I was pregnant the entire bear season, and I was a hangry bitch. I will agree with Megan on that one. Yes, I was. I did not uh, I enough snacks. I will attest that. My lunch pail, I have a little, what we call a nose bag or whatever, and, you know. We don't call it. Buddy packs a lot of snacks. A nose bag? Buddy packs a lot of snacks. We call them a lunch box. A yeah, nose bag. <laughs> it's a cooler. I've never heard it called a nose bag either, so. Yeah, I got that from Don, Don Gilbert. Yeah, that's, I've never heard it called a nose Excuse bag. Me? But Buddy, <laughs> Buddy does carry a lot of snacks with him. Yeah, because I used to not, and then I hunted with my wife, and she started making these snacks. And so, anyways, she'll make my, my lunch box the night before. And I'll have a little box. And if you hunt with Buddy, he'll make your lunchbox the night before. Hmm. It's a good deal. Keep that in mind. Then you don't have to stop. Normally just a couple frozen burritos that we just throw in the box and we'll throw them on the engine and have warm burritos. But anyways, so I will, I will second the fact that if you're not hunting with the gal, she will pack a good lunch for you. That's a good (laughs) deal. So um, we try. There's a sexist joke there somewhere, but I'm going to stay away from it. Yeah. Good choice. (laughs) Um, So, so you were tracking, tracking, tracking all tracking. day. Um, that sounds a lot more exciting than looking for a track. But um, 
we're going to keep rolling with it. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was, so you didn't enjoy that part at all? The tracking? Yeah. No. I mean, I mean to be completely honest, no. I like to do, like, I don't know, I'm a busybody. So for mm-hmm. me to sit in a vehicle in the cold and be patient, I guess that was hard. Yeah. To be completely honest, <laughs> yes. I and it was a lot of... I was not being sarcastic before. <laughs> it was a lot of hours and a lot of miles. A lot of hours yeah. and a lot of vehicles. So, like, nope. the 400-yard walks to the tree were, like, I would do that all day. I would way rather be walking. Yeah. That was no. the biggest thing about, like, hunting in the south, too, because instead of tracking, you walk with dogs on a lead, and you search for a track, or you take your dogs and try to win. Yeah. Yeah, in, the, in our country, I don't know that you could do that. I mean, you, you could be somewhat successful, I think, if you walk some ridges, you know, and you have... If you could get on a ridge line and, and walk that ridge line all the way through and stay on that ridge line. But, man, by the time the dogs take off, you could be out of the race in no time. I mean... Well, and then not having... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Having to go all the way back and then maybe not have a road to the mountainside that they're heading to. Yeah. Yeah. So finding a track was, was different. And then when you did find a track, did you find any, I mean, did you find good tracks or do you find a lot of bad tracks? Or we, uh, we never, I don't think we found, we never did find a track that we didn't catch. Um, but we had really good weather conditions. It snowed every night, a little bit at least to where everything that we ran was a really a pretty fresh track. Fresh track. Yeah. The first couple of days, too, the guy that we went with knew a rancher, and he led us into, like, a private ranch. So the first, I feel like, two days, I think we ran cats where he knew that they were in the area. So the yeah, first, it ground. was pretty easy to find a track, at least. So once you got the well, got a track that you you found, was that the first cougar track you'd ever seen? Yes. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, tell me about turning the dogs loose and what was different for you. What Besides, I mean, I've already learned the word tracking. <laughs> it's not new. <laughs> Every day. Um, I feel like that's pretty similar, I guess, to Wisconsin. They're, they don't go as far, as I guess, as a bear does before they go lay down, like where the cold trailing part wasn't as long as what I was used to, so that was a little a bit different. A bear could be. And then once the cat was actually jumped, they also don't run nearly as far as a bear. I mean, we have bears that literally go 20 to 40 miles before they would go in a tree. So, I mean, I think the furthest cat race was maybe a mile. If that. If yeah. that. But like Jane, so it's I mean, more to the point of finding a track and finding the land. But you ran all. I mean, like you said, you had snow and everything. Was we had really good snow. conditions. You you were running roads that a lot of times nobody else had even drove down that day between yeah. private property and everything else. I think the the day that she killed her cat was the most snow that we got, um, and that was on the I guess edge of maybe being too much weather. Um, it was when we found the track. I think. We had to wait probably three or four hours for daylight, um, and it was actively snowing during that time. And so by the time, by the time we could actually run that track, you couldn't see that track necessarily anymore where we started. But it was really fresh when we found it. I mean, ten fifteen minutes old, and so that cat still had not gone very far right. at all. We got to sit on the track for three hours. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> sit down truck. in a truck on a track. Did you get for out three hours? Jumping jacks or? <laughs> And it was like a blizzard. I mean, it was it was <laughs> snowing pretty hard. That was the other thing you're talking about. So he. Uh, so that's pretty impressive dog work then, because if we have rain and snow conditions here, oh, that's yeah. tough. But it's dry. It was. It's a lot drier snow. Oh. Um. I mean, it was. Well, take some credit. I'm giving you a compliment. <laughs> well, I, I mean, he I was, was talking say, before. We catch everything yeah. we see. What, so <laughs> what Megan went out and seen is really good dog work. 
like I I've hunted with James and he's you know he has really good dogs like they spend a lot of time and and that's one thing that um I tell people to be careful about you know what I mean is everybody sees oh it's, somebody will make something look really easy and I imagine what you saw what you went out with was somebody who made that look really easy and that will if you just take your dogs out and try and do that same thing it can be that easy but it can also be a lot of train wrecks involved. You don't you don't see all the train wrecks that Jason or uh, James is. See, Jason isn't even mic'd up anymore. <laughs> You're still calling James, him by the wrong name. James has had to get his dogs at that level, and so that's that's one thing you got to be cautious about. Is when you're like, oh yeah, it was easy, and it can be very. And lion can be one of the easiest things to catch, but um, cold trail. You know, you say, oh, a three hour old track. To us, you know, to James and a lot of the the Western guys, they're like, that's like that's a fresh track. You know what I mean, like. Something like that that doesn't have snow in it when you find in the morning. Yeah, and we we had really good conditions. Yeah, um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, so you turned loose on it. Then what what happened? The dogs they cold trailed. What would you call that? Mm, I trailed. Don't even know. I'm, I'm asking her, not you, James. I mean, in Wisconsin, <laughs> it would be cold trailed you until they, you get the animal off of its feet until they find it in its bed and get it. I guess that's what we call it, cold trailing. Just call it, so if it's not jumped, it's cold trailing. Is yeah. what you would okay. We would be different on that, but cool. Awesome. Um, the other thing I want to talk about was chains. You so James chained up his tires and you'd never seen <laughs> They never had chains. We don't up have before. to chain no. up tires here. Yeah. <laughs> never. So we went out to Wyoming and we had tire change. We bar we I talked to James and he said, you know, bring some. You're gonna want them. Right. So I borrowed some from a friend and <laughs> the first time we got stuck, it middle of nowhere, and we all split up. So we had, like, I couldn't get anyone on the radio. I had no phone service. I'm like, all right, we are definitely stuck on. We are in Wyoming. In the middle of nowhere <laughs> on a mountain that nobody's obviously driven on in how long. I'm like, okay, this is great. And I look down, and it's a steep drop. I'm like, yep, I love this. So we pull out the tire trains, and, of course, they don't fit because <laughs> we never <laughs> tested that. Um yeah. That's rule it's, number one of mine. The first <laughs> thing when I buy a truck, it's like, it goes get tire chains and I put them on. At, in the driveway. <laughs> Make and sure yeah. they fit in the driveway. Because if they're <laughs> if they're hard to get on in the driveway, they're really hard to get on in the woods. Exactly. <laughs> if you have not put tire chains on no. in a nice driveway with the sun on your... I mean, we tried to... We even took a leash and tried to connect them because they were too short. I've had to do that. Oh my God. <laughs> that didn't work. And then we tried to just lay them out and at least get a little grip and... We were stuck for a while. I think we broke up like five times during that. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually best to chain up before you're stuck, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that That's didn't typically... happen. We were going good. I mean, and it was weird. I mean, we started out quarter inch of snow, and by the time when we got stuck, we were pushing bumper. I mean, with the yeah. snow. It was just that much elevation change. And so you never got the tire chains fully? No. You never got to experience tire chains? I tell you what, me and James are talking about this. We, we have uh, full-size trucks that we hunt to some super duties. You know, when you chain those things up, it's like a whole different truck. I mean, it's like, I mean, we, I mean, you could tell as soon as like it got grip, but we just couldn't ever keep it on to keep going long enough. I mean, yeah. we it had gives couple... you sometimes a little bit of false hope though, because you mm-hmm. can keep yep. going and, yeah. and <laughs> think, two oh, I'm, I'm totally fine. <laughs> but if you are chained up on all fours and then you're stuck, it is not a good place to be. There's two levels of stuck. There's like the first level of stuck. And then they're stuck with four chains. Yeah. You guys getting hungry? Hangry. 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 We're even close on reservations. Yeah. Yeah, we got about 20 minutes. 
Now we need to pull it out. Um, so, uh, anyways, anything else on that? So you did catch, you, you ended up catching one. Yeah, I think we treed five maybe while we were out there. Okay. Um, How long were you out there for? I think a week or just shy of a week. How you, how's that make you feel, The Leah? pictures were amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Touch topic. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> it was like I said, it was a totally different experience, I guess. So for like me, I didn't have my dogs there. I didn't have to do all of the work and yeah. stuff. So it was you just gotta enjoy different. And, and it's and good weather weather conditions. I mean, yeah. that's the hugest, like the biggest thing, I think. And if I think you don't have snow. You don't have. It is what it is. Yeah. The weather too. I mean, we're used to hunting when it's nice out, sixty degrees. I will say, hunting so I in I wasn't, the summer I mean, I is brought, a lot nicer than hunting in the winter. I catching. Catching cats in nice weather is a lot better than catching them in the snow. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's even funner. I like it when I go to a cat tree in a t-shirt. Um, cool. I want to touch one more. We got Rachel with us. Yep. Yeah, uh, Rachel. We'll just let. I you don't know, even know what happened. Jason just. Yeah. Well, the reason we wanted you to talk Jason to Rachel. Jason got a lot prettier. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel um, started dating a guy in our crew this summer, and she had her first experience ever hound hunting. Like, just within the last six months, we got her to become a member Ooh. of the WBHA. Congratulations. She's hooked, so we wanted you to kind of hear somebody who just got into the sport. Give them. So tell me about it. So first off, I grew up hunting and fishing, and I've always wanted to get into bear hunting. Um, I Every year, I've got myself preference points for bear hunting. Um, last year, I was actually supposed to have my tag to sit, but my brother and I didn't want to sit the same year. So whatever. It all works out because I have my tag this year. But anyways, um, I basically was like thrown into the wolves last year, not knowing what the heck to do, never really learned about anything. And I have to say the Dreyer Bear Camp is absolutely amazing. Right away, I was like, I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. I'm going to be completely honest, but I want to learn anything and everything. You tell me what to do and I will do it. Um, so right off the bat from the first weekend, I was helping out with the dogs, and I definitely grew a strong connection with the dogs, um, and then ended up coming back every single weekend. Um, I think there was only one or two weekends I had a miss, and that was during um, harvest season because of work. Right. And I just wanted to go back every single weekend. Um, now, is it the bear, or is it the dogs? I would say I love when we let the dogs loose, and then being able to go into the tree. And seeing the bear up in the tree and seeing how the dogs react around. So that is just really awesome to me on my point. <laughs> Welcome back, Welcome Jason. back. Danielle just, just say. got uglier. Yeah, I was going to say, Danielle just got a lot uglier. <laughs> Jason just put on Danielle's mic. Or Megan's mic. Well, this has gone long enough. I think everybody needed a pee break. I mean, let's just <laughs> I'm about talk there, about yeah. the elephant in the room. <laughs> and they need their snacks. I mean, we're hitting... If but we would have known about this, we would have came prepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that's where everyone starts out. You you just love it. You fall in love with it. Yeah. You don't, you don't. Then you're just not one of us. Yeah. And, and I'm absolutely hooked. Exactly. Some days I do want my own dog someday. So. Yeah. Someday, what's going to be that day? I mean, like, I have what no is idea. the <laughs> I have no idea. Once I have a house where I can have dogs. Exactly. That's a big one, actually. Like having, I don't know about out here, but like where I live, I literally had to too. move. Yep to a different place that was not a very nice house at the time just so I could have dogs. We had a kid I, here a couple that kid buddy took buddy and me took a couple weeks ago. He was Buddy and I. Buddy and I. By the time we were done he <laughs> This is a different podcast, James. We <laughs> <laughs> He was asking about he wanted after, you know, going that 
couple times he all of a sudden wanted dogs and i me and buddy bill told him you're just a lot smarter if you don't yeah <laughs> it's, it's like a boat you're better yeah. to have a friend with you're a way boat. better to have a friend with a boat than own a boat it's that, the same thing with dogs that's exactly what he said <laughs> he's like i just gotta get friends that have dogs and that's that's the best way of doing it but you can't help it i don't think like if no. it is in your blood if it bites you it bites you and you're stuck forever well as we're getting closer to dinner here and everybody's starting to get hangry I can oh, yeah. see the <laughs> the women here. We need to we need a good train wreck story. Who's got who's got a a train wreck story? So this girl showed up to a podcast with a sweatshirt from another house. <laughs> the outdoor supply. dog okay. supply. Oh, okay. that one time. Okay. The yeah. gal showed up at the W podcast with the outdoor dog supply. That's a pretty good train wreck. Okay. <laughs> That's, it. <laughs> That's it for that, and we're wrapping it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Is there anything else, you guys? Megan, you're like quiet. You're like a... She's soaking it all in. Yeah, this is a new experience. I mean, being famous with Buddy is just crazy. Uh, it's Jason, big deal. The big beard. Oh, I wasn't even here for <laughs> 10 minutes of it. <laughs> oh, you got me back on the on the, on the the fence again. So <laughs> um, we need a good train wreck. Besides the outdoor dog supply girl showing up to our podcast that we just... There's a train wreck in, all the time. Who, who let her in? It's That's what day. I want to know. Okay. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> you blamed me. <laughs> I'll go change. You gotta go, you I gotta go change. Three hours ago. We need to okay. get her a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm a size small. <laughs> you ran out of those, remember? We sold out of, of sweatshirts, but. <laughs> we'll send you one. Call Thank me you. Monday. We'll send you one. All right. We'll send you one. Sorry, Billy Gray. We're going to switch out your t-shirt. <laughs> Megan's mom, Mrs. Mama Dreyer. Yeah, let's close it up with Wendy. Wendy Dreyer. This is one of my favorite right here. This is one of my favorite gals to visit with when we get, when we come to Wisconsin is Mama Dreyer. Mama Dreyer, can you hear me? Yeah, talk up a little bit. I can hear you. Oh, okay. there you are. <laughs> yeah, Mama. So this is Mama Dreyer. You got, you got. This uh, is Megan. where it all started, huh? Yeah. 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 So Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a train wreck story. I would have to say um, you're in the middle of a hunt. Dogs are chasing the bear, and your kid just pooped her pants. <laughs> Which one? Which one? <laughs> the second one. <laughs> so the first one is riding in the truck, and that was before car seats. Other one's on my lap, and she's got a mess. No diapers in the truck. Wasn't intending to see a bear. We were tracking. About- <laughs> tracking. Just tracking. Tracking. Driving around tracking. So we had just changed her back a couple miles. I actually had to go back, walk in the woods, get the wet diaper, take off the poop pants, the mess, wash her in the creek, <laughs> put the That's awesome. wet one crick. back on, and we got to go. Dogs are on the ground. What kind Come of, on. What, what was that called? A creek? A creek. It is crick. a creek. It's a creek. Yeah. Probably a little creek. swampy. It's Do you a have creeks? Yeah. No, no it's a creek. Do you have creeks? No, we no have it's creeks. No, no, I no. We have cricks and we have creeks. No, we have cricks. We have cricks. I don't know if there's a difference. Yeah, a creek in the Mama. floor? <laughs> yeah, you have a creek in the floor. So at that moment, I guess I thought, I am definitely either a crazy-ass wife. I got two kids that are just riding along because they got nothing else to do but be with their parents. And Randy thinks that's comical. And now that I think back, I think, wow, I should have been better prepared. It Mama. never happened again. Never. never, ever. Mama, what about the time when uh, you had... Dogs down, and you went into labor with Logan. Oh, <laughs> Logan just laughs. <laughs> I actually was late with Logan, and we had guests coming from the Carolinas, and they 
actually were scheduled to come in July, and we postponed them because Logan was due, and Logan didn't come to August 4th, and that was when they were here. And we were in the hospital, and they called and told Randy, we lost your dogs. And we were three hours away from where they had our dogs. Who called? And, and the people from down south that were Randy, in Wabino. Randy, you were the hospital? I know. I, I, so, I, yes, I got that part. I'm saying you were at <laughs> yeah. the hospital or were you he with the dog? He looks at me and says, are you going to be okay? Because I think I got to leave. You're going to be <laughs> so okay. So he liked you. That is a true <laughs> That is a right darn there. true story. Yep. He so said, you, I'll be you back in this. a day or two to get you. I'll come back. And, when you're ready to check out, I'll come and, <laughs> Yeah, that's so, funny. Yeah, it's just, I guess it's been a way of life. They don't really know a lot different for them. Yeah. We didn't take a lot of trips. Um, Our trips were going north. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we, the delivery. We got people. We got, people, this, we got yeah. microphones switching off everywhere. So, <laughs> so we got. Anyways, yeah. So that's a good one. I've changed quite a few diapers, or I, well, I haven't changed the diapers too much. But um, oh, you've told us about changing Bradley on the tailgate in the snow. And Lord, that was yeah. a turning we, point for you. Yeah, we we've changed diapers out in the snow, run cats and stuff. Clear down another half an hour road. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's that? Randy. <laughs> Randy can't figure out well, a headset here. With that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, ladies. Everybody's already taken the mic off. Oh, Randy, we got you. Well, yeah. All right, Randy. Let him finish You've been up. Un- you, you're the guy that was going to leave your wife pregnant or in re- labor. In labor. In labor. About to be not pregnant. I made her. I made it home to see her, uh, Logan delivered. You uh, made it. There. And then he left again. And then I said, "You can check yourself out of here in a day or two. <laughs> I got to get back up north where my the dogs were three hours away. I left dogs in the middle of a bear chase." To make it home in time while she was in labor. But I made it. <laughs> you made it. And I also made it back to get the dog. <laughs> <laughs> what That's a man. That's pretty good. All right. Well, let's go get some dinner, guys. Let's yes, go. sir. Sounds Thanks, good. Thank buddy. you, sir. Thanks, buddy.